Welcome back. I uh, just want to get into another podcast. Sorry, it's been a delay on this one. Um, with everything going on in the world with the coronavirus and everything, it's been quite hectic here. Um, so just want to get into that for a little bit just to start, just because it is the main topic that's going around the world. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but it is affecting a lot of the things that we all kind of deal with when it comes to movies and comics and everything. So um, for me, we, between my wife and myself, we run a cleaning business and we're kind of dealing with a lot of that. Um, not so much being out of work, but just dealing with it slowly declining. So we're hitting this kind of mixed struggle of um, keeping it going uh, with the, you know, because the Australian government doesn't deem it as non-essential since we are a cleaning service. We can provide a lot of um uh, you know, disinfecting of things and, and everything for people's homes and and businesses and getting that all straight out. But what the problem comes in line with that is when people, other people lose their jobs, can't afford that. It does affect uh, our business as a trickle-down effect. And we do have uh, quite a few uh, employees that we have to look after as well. But, um, you know, that's the only thing that's, you know, keeping me busy at the moment uh, with it. But besides the personal um, thing that coronavirus is affecting. We are looking at uh, movies being delayed, um, obviously, because all theaters are shut down. Um, you know, the social distancing, things like that. Like, I know it's a lot. Uh, every country's got their own way of kind of dealing with it. Um, coming, you know, I'm from New York, Buffalo, New York. And the way they're dealing with it right now is a lot more different than what we're dealing with it. We're still a little bit further back, you know, like on the burner of it, so to say, um, where New York is pretty much locked down. Um, we're just like in a soft lockdown where we can still, uh, go do a lot of things as far as like groceries, medical things, you know, businesses, you know, there is businesses that can run, um, some hairdressers and things. And obviously like my cleaning business, but, you know, it's it's more or less the balance of what's coming in to what's going out, especially when you're paying employees and paying for products and things like that. But um, we got a delay on movies uh, for obvious reasons. You know, Wonder Woman's been pushed back a few months. Uh, Patty Jenkins says that, like, this is a movie that needs to be seen in theaters. That's one of the movies I'm looking forward to. My wife's a big Wonder Woman fan, so I know she's looking forward to that. And... But we have, you know, a movies such as like Invisible Man, Trolls Two. They have, um, like Trolls Two. They didn't even see it in theaters here in Australia before it went straight onto demand. Of I, I haven't checked, but yesterday I didn't see it on on like Google Play or anything for Australia yet. So uh, some of the things are coming out a little bit delayed here in Australia. Uh, Invisible Man did pop up, but. With the movies on demand, when it comes to the digital release for these things, it's to me, it's just not really worth it. Um, I get that movie th companies are trying to, you know, get their money back, you know, due to what has happened across the globe. Um, but when I was looking at, well, like, me and my wife wanted to watch it, but when we were looking, at the Google Play and how much it was going to cost just to rent it. It was twenty nine ninety nine just to rent it. And I just, 
you know, with these times, what we're struggling with, there's, there's no way we could spend $30 on a movie to rent when, when it comes out on Blu-ray, I can just buy it for $25 and own it. So there's just really, you know, like something like that is just something I can hold off on watching. Unfortunately, we did miss seeing it in the theaters, but you know, I can't spend $30 just to rent a movie. And, you know, I know they're trying to get their money back out of it, but it's just, I think not only for me, but for a lot of people, ones that have lost their jobs, they're not going to be looking to spend thirty dollars to to rent a movie. They're just going to end up watching Netflix and or Disney Plus or you know Amazon, whatever their streaming services they have that you know are available here. Uh, like we don't we don't get HBO Plus, um, and even when the Warner Brothers like the DC app was out, like we couldn't even get that. So. Um, like we had, we had to wait for that, like Doom Patrol and stuff to come out on, on Netflix, which in a, it came out on Netflix in the UK, but it never came out on Netflix here in Australia. So I don't know what really happened with that, but like I got to watch season two Titans and everything. So it's quite, um, it's quite strange and different how different things are always available. Look, got to try to look into that VPN stuff to try to catch up on some of these things and and be able to watch them. But, um, you know, just can't come to terms with paying that kind of amount on Google Play's, uh, you know, cost for renting at the moment. But I did see that there is more movies being pushed back. Not only a few, they're beyond a few months, actually. They're being pushed back to 2021. Um, so. As you know, like Morbius was coming out, Ghostbusters, um, this this you know sequel to that was coming out, um, and I forgot what I think they were like May, May August releases for those. Um, Uncharted that was supposed to be coming out, uh, not even this year, but like early uh, next year. But even Peter Rabbit two, those all been pushed back into twenty twenty one. Morbius has now been pushed back to March fifth along with Ghostbusters to March 5th, 2021. Uncharted's been pushed back. I think it, I think that was March, but it's been pushed back to October 8th. And Peter Rabbit 2 has been pushed back to January 15th. So at least we get that in the beginning of the year. It's that, that's the one that's been probably pushed back the least. Um, Peter Rabbit 1, you know, the first Peter Rabbit, um, the CGI sort of live-action one that... Took the twin, my twin boys to see that. They enjoyed that one. Uh, it was more enjoyable for them than it was so much for like a grown-ups. Uh, uh, for me, that that whole movie should have just been a digital thing without having any human, you know, actors kind of interacting with CGI. I think that would have been a little bit better of a film, but I digress off of that. Um, but I also want to talk about uh, comic shops and digital comics getting pushed back. So, I mean, obviously with Diamond, you know, not distributing, um, there's been a lot of comic shops facing a big hit on that because obviously they're going to be losing lots of money. And this is an industry that's already been hit by uh, decreasing numbers in, you know, 
hard copies being sold, like you know your your single issues being sold, because everyone is switching over to a digital age. M- me myself, I like to get the physical copies of these comic books and read them. Uh, it's much more difficult here in Australia because you really don't buy it, uh, you know, that day of, like that it's being released on a Wednesday. You're pretty much shorting yourself on getting, uh, you know, a copy of it and you know, trying to get single issue runs, uh, like they'll take safe sex, for example, that was, um, produced by image. It, I had to go to three different comic book stores and even back order two issues just so I can complete this seven issue arc for the first arc here, which I'm waiting on Australian post to deliver that package with that in it. (laughs) I've been waiting two months now for for some of for the, some of those issues uh, so I can finally sit down and read the seven issue arc uh, but even like um, undiscovered country like I think that was a five issue arc and I'm waiting on that to come in so I can finish reading that one but even um, basketball heads I'm trying to complete that run but I can't even get an issue number four anywhere and it looks like I'm going to have to try to read that digitally. And going from today onward, I'm going to have to probably switch to a digital thing where I'm not really spending too much money on comics, but just trying to keep up with the arcs that I have um, and try to eventually get the hard copies of those. Um, it is, you know, like for me, I just, for me, I don't like to stare at a screen very much. I've always been a physical hard book reader my eyes are pretty bad so you know staring at a screen does not help me uh in any way and i just having that physical copy something i can collect and hold and read through that's so much more of an enjoyable uh enjoyable experience and i like in my first podcast i said like collecting those single issues is very difficult so i'm, I'm more or less moving towards you know by waiting and buying the trades when they come out. So buying a trade volume one, trade volume two, and so on and so forth, even though I'll be months and months behind, because basically you're looking at a volume one coming out anywhere between nine and 11 months after like, you know, that first issue has been done, um, especially when it comes to getting those available here. So you know, that's what I have to do. That's what I have to do. At least I'm writing them down, getting those names and keeping an eye on when those arcs are finishing and, you know, when I can set certain money aside, you know, like the between 25 and $40 for that one volume to, to purchase it and get to sit down and, and read through it. So, um, it, you know, like there's, when we come out, when we're going to come out of this, which looks to be anywhere between a two and three month period, when we're looking at coming out of this, especially as far as comics goes, I don't think there will be even an increase in for these shops for these things, you know, to come through. Because if we're really looking at it, who, if people are out of work, are they and they're struggling to pay their bills and to catch up on bills and and everything else? They're not really going to have the extra money to go splurge 
on buying comic books and even going to see movies. You know, with these, I get that these movie companies are forced to push back their movies, but they're all pushing them back in the same kind of time frame. Um, I mean, Disney's taking a little bit more further approach with pushing Black, you know, Black Widow much further back in the scale than these next few months because. If you really think about the summer movie, the summer blockbuster movie period is going to be probably a bit more shocking um, to the world and to the industry still. It's going to take a good six months to probably recover from that, even if we can move forward into you know, being closer together, going out and to movies and parks and everything else, opening up you know, all the retail shops and restaurants again. So, you know, when when we come out of this and start being able to go back to our normal lives, people are still going to need weeks and months to recover. I know I'm going to be, and you know, it's not going to be expected to, to go out and catch a movie maybe once a week or, you know, whatever, like we used to, or, you know, buy $50 a week, you know, in comic books, like we used to like all that money, all that spare money is going to be going to somewhere else. And we're just gonna have to put a back burner, or really just, you know, bunker down and get the one titles that we're really after, you know, wanting to read. You know, for me, that's image books. I'm I'm really drawn to all the image stuff at the moment, and not so much like Marvel or DC stuff, just because there's too much that they're coming out with that ties in that I'd be broke just trying to follow follow all the Marvel stuff. So, you know. I think that's. I think you'll see a lot more people going into to kind of trade waiting. I think if they're reading things digitally just to get that hard, you know, copy stuff, they might not have so many, so much of the single issues. I know for me, it's a lot of the single issue stuff not only revolves around the story, but even if there's a cool, you know, cover or an artist that I like that I want that variant, you know, cover to that single issue. You know, I, I that's that's like things that I like collecting too. I might there's there's comic books that I buy just for the art on the cover, not so much you know the story because I'm not really following that characters or that particular interest. But you know, all that stuff gets put back on the back burner, and you know we're all we're all feeling it. I know the industries are feeling it, and it does suck, but you know when they come up with a vaccine for this thing and everything really starts to get back into the normal swing of things, we'll be able to get back to catching up on all this stuff. And I think I'll be able to just take this time now to really catch up on some of the stuff I've missed over the last, you know, 20 years of not reading comic books. So, um, another thing that ties into all this stuff too, is like a lot of people were looking at movies um, like ne- I think Netflix has that series called um, The Pandemic. And then there's also movies like Contagion and Outbreak. Uh, Outbreak with Dennis Hoffman. Uh, haven't seen that one. Um, I plan on trying to watch that probably this weekend. I wanted to try to watch that to get it squeezed into this conversation with this podcast. This is really the only you know podcast I want to talk about this, you know, coronavirus situation, but uh, we did watch Contagion, uh, starring uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, Matt Damon, Lawrence Fishburne, 
uh, Kate wins it in Jew Law. Um, it's it's quite it's quite um, quite relevant to what we're kind of dealing with at the current moment. I mean, here we go with this movie that one person gets infected, and then like you start you start with her getting sick, and then it slowly plays out from there. And you know, Matt Damon's character is not affected by it. Doesn't necessarily mean that other people were affected by it. Um, you know. Lawrence Fishburne's character working with, you know, the CDC and trying to get a lockdown. It's, it's very reminiscent of everything that we're dealing with right now. Um, you know, everything that's going on in the world, this thing's spreading very quickly as, as it did. Um, and then trying to find a vaccine to try to get to everybody. And I mean, you look at our situation, we're, we're still looking at like a year away from, possibly from even having a vaccine and even when they come up with a vaccine to get one of those for everybody in the world is as quick as possible still is going to take a tremendous amount of time so you know it's a lot of people have been staying away from movies and things like like that contain this but it's like on my aspect like the kind of the more information that you kind of have you know, through the news, but even, you know, watching a movie like this kind of opens your eyes a little bit and makes you think a little bit more about the situation you're going through. And, you know, it, even though it is a movie, it maybe makes you ask questions you didn't even thought you would ask or even have, you know, try to see, seek out answers to. So, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing to to watch things like that that's that's relevant into what you're going on i mean we read and watch you know news articles and things on the news all the time about rel relevancy and don't have a an issue with watching any type of news program so watching you know series on netflix or movies that contain all the same stuff i mean it just i think broadens our mind and and opens our mind a little bit more to what is actually happening around us and to take it seriously and and make sure we're taking all the appropriate right steps to ensure this thing, not so much on a global scale, but on a personal scale, like make sure you start with, you start with yourself and in your house and then you can progress your way out there. You know, like there's a lot of people that don't take it seriously and, you know, they're kind of putting a lot of other, people in danger uh, i think that's why it has spread as quick as it has you know lots of people going out to beaches and things like that still and i even saw a picture on twitter of uh it was in la somewhere and there's you know like you can go out and walk your dog and get exercise but you know people that are picking up exercise and stuff like that now because they don't want to get into any type of bad habit being at home there's it's you're not really keeping that social distancing thing away. Like the picture showed everyone's in more. They're pretty much right on top of each other. Cause they're all exercising and walking their dogs all up on the, on the sidewalk and through parks and stuff like that. So it, at the end, it just looked like a normal day uh, in LA. It didn't look any different. So, you know, please just, you know, it, if you can keep yourself safe, you can keep everyone else safe. Um, but you know, with, 
the only thing going back to contagion the movie from like i get that it's a movie but for me it just seemed to happen a little bit too fast place you didn't get a lot you didn't get a lot of sense of of how much time was passing in between all this stuff like when we relate that movie to what we're dealing with now everything is going like by a week to week basis a day to day basis in some cases in some places of the world and you're just taking it you know one step at a time but like even when this started back you know in early february with china and all that stuff and then it really didn't affect new york like new york state wasn't really a f- shut down lockdown up until just a couple weeks ago there was a big time gap you know of a few weeks in there and you don't really get that sense in the movie um you kind of got to just kind of take it as it goes because it, it does move quite fast pacely it doesn't it doesn't really have slow drawn out moments or too many breaks it's really delivering you all this information at a fast rate of speed and you're you're going back and forth between Lawrence Fishburne's character with the CDC, and then you're going back to like Jude Law's character, which is someone that's uh, an internet blogger, you know, spitting out information which might not be accurate information, and it's you're kind of doing a flip back and forth, but. I can see where like Jude Law's character was needed in the film because we are dealing with that with where you're getting information from, you know, conflicting information coming from different sources and things like that and who to, who to believe and what's true and what's not true. I just felt like in the movie, it didn't deliver to what we actually are dealing with in everyday life. It just didn't, to me, it didn't convey that because Jude Law's character was trying to get information out there to just kind of make money and and you know celebritize himself and it's it's not so much that I think it's just like people have their theories people are coming up with maybe snippets they heard or they heard a word of mouth from someone else so then they're re- relating that and you know unless like for me, I'm just I'm getting it straight from the scientists I see on the TV, the governing you know governing bodies that are telling us what we can and cannot do. That's the information that I'm sticking to, and, and that whole aspect of of the movie Contagion, where like, did I just didn't really buy into it uh, that much because I thought it was a little bit more further stretched than what we're actually dealing with. Because in real life, we're just dealing with just the misinformation from a few different sources here and there, but in the movie, they took it to like a different, uh, they were doing that, but took it to another level where he was trying to profit all these off this stuff and, and everything. But, um, you know, like in also watching in that movie too, is just like here they're facing this, this, you know, pandemic in the movie and you're following Kate Winslet's character and, and even some of the background characters like the doctors or nurses and things like that, like if this is what we're dealing with here where you're wearing gloves, masks, you know, keeping that social distance, it's like didn't didn't follow any of those rules really like in that movie. And I'd like to think that if we're dealing with 
the washing the hands, wearing the gloves, masks, and all that stuff, you know, self-quarantining, and, you know, especially medical personnel taking all the precautions they are. It, there was, you saw bits and pieces of that, but, you know, like, there was background characters that are interacting and not washing their hands and touching and this and touching that and cross-infecting everything, and, like, it just... Like if, if you know, even if you're pulling off a movie such as containing something like this, like Contagion, even those little things that might not everyone might not notice, but you know, some people are going to notice them, and they're going to wonder, well, they're not doing this, not doing that, you know, just like I'm pointing out, like as a cleaner, uh, a person that runs a cleaning business and stuff like that, like if I'm going to talk to clients going in to check things out and everything I'm wearing gloves. I have to wear gloves constantly. I have to constantly wash and disinfect my hands, disinfect my gloves. Um, if I'm using like thicker rubber gloves or disposables, I can just throw away. But if I'm using other type of gloves, you know, that's gotta be wiped down. You know, I got, I got to wipe down my car handles, make sure I'm using hand sanitizer after every clean, making sure my hands are washed before I eat. And never, like I'm on the go all day. I'm in and out of all these places and everybody's touching everything and generally not thinking. But if you can think of that in real life, I think you can implement that into a movie as well. So, you know, it it's just the really only kind of downside to the movie is that it moves such fast pace. But even as it's moving fast pace, I'm still noticing these little things here and there throughout the movie. So, you know... The concept is very believable because it is what, you know, relatively what we're dealing with today. But, you know, it's just sometimes you need those little things to really pull it all together and and make it like a full, you know, movie that kind of, you know, with without the relevance of today, say this never happened, what we're dealing with today. You know, to sit down and watch a movie like that, it makes, for to me, it makes it more believable because... I would ask the same, even owning a cleaning business, we we would have thought of all that stuff to begin with. So, um, you know, I still think it's a good movie. Uh, I still want to watch um, Outbreak uh, with Dennis Hoffman and 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 com- kind of compare the two. So I'll I'll probably do that in my next uh, podcast. I'll have to rent that one because that one's a good cheap rental. Um, but. Yeah, like it, it's a pretty crazy time um, that you know we're dealing with at the moment, as far as all these delays and who knows how far it can actually go. Uh, I mean, China's coming back up on the upswing, so they're starting to incorporate social gatherings and getting sports back into kind of play and stuff like that. But who knows if we'll even get hit with a second round of this, you know and for I mean, you know, like the United States, Canada, like northern, you know, above the equator countries that are coming out of winter months and into summer months, it's quite the opposite for us, like down in Australia and stuff where we're done with summer and we're going into winter. So who knows how it may affect us even down here. I mean, we could just be getting started with this. And they, you know, I've heard, I've heard too that it could always make it. It's way back around, 
So we could be pulling out of this and then we can get hit with it all over again. So, you know, just everybody just keep, keep being safe and keep doing what you got to do. And hopefully we can just get through all this and back to our normal reading and watching of everything that we enjoy as far as geek and nerdum go. But I do want to talk uh, just about a few things that I want to rewatch. Um, well, just one thing in particular, uh, dealing with the uh, 80th anniversary of Robin. So going into the 80th anniversary of Robin, I know there was um, like an oversized issue, I believe. And um, as far as comics go, which I didn't have, I'm not a massive uh, Robin character. I am a big uh, Nightwing character. I do enjoy, um, you know, Dick Grayson is, is Nightwing. Uh, and even when he was Batman, because he had a lot of those teachings uh, from Batman, but you can, he's always, he's always been a different type of person. Not so much, uh, is, is dark as Batman. He has a bit of a lighter side to him. Um, like I said, you know, dealing with DC and Marvel comics, I generally, tr I generally just stick away from collecting single issues of those. It's more or less like, you know, like I'm going to be getting into the new 52, which, you know, I've heard good and bad things about it. But the thing is with New 52 is that I can start with a volume of the, J you know, JSA, Justice League, you know, Batman, Superman, you know, Green Lantern, you know, just basically go through the whole volume ones and collectively read that full New 52 run volume by volume by volume. Because when you're buying single issues, you get some that are coming out every two weeks, every month, or whatever. And you, it costs a lot to try to keep up with all those different characters, you know, simultaneously. Because they're, they're intertwining and stuff like that. Because you have events and everything that they're, they're, the, all the characters are incorporating. So, like, even going back to read the Forever Evil series, which I'm still collecting that, I'm like, I think I'm like 20 more comics single issues behind on the full run of that. And that's incorporating all the four evil uh, forever evil stuff. And then all the, you know, issues like Superman 23.1 or, you know, 23.3, whatever, uh, you know, there's Batman and Robin, there's just Batman ones and detective comic ones, and there's action comic ones and there's Aquaman and there's a cyborg issue in there. And, uh, I think there's like two flash ones um, that are just tie-ins. So they, you know, at the end of the day, we're probably looking at 60, 70 comics right around there, single issues to complete this full run with all the other tie-ins that, you know, were from other books. So you think about doing that in today's world. I mean, look at Marvel I can't even tell you how many they have out there, but it's 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 up there. I mean, and they're still coming out with new material and new characters, and you know, new runs uh, on characters. And you've had some drop off, but there's there's more coming. And you know, there's Kevin Feige doing all this stuff. You have to read the comics now to 
be incorporated with the TV shows and Disney Plus to incorporate the movies. And he's really creating this massive universe, just like the Star Wars comics are tied in with uh, the movies now. And you got the Mandalorian show and like all this stuff. Like they're you know, Disney as a whole is is taking comics, TV shows, movies, and making one big story out of it, and making you get involved in all these things and it's, it takes a lot to be invested in all that. And with someone like me that is obsessed with too many different things going, you know, I like to read, I would love to get all of this and read all of it every week, but it's just not, I don't have millions of dollars to be spending on all this stuff. So, um, you know, I'm going, going back to, uh, to a rewatch here and, you know, tying in with the Robin thing, uh, theme is, uh, I'm going to rewatch Batman Under the Red Hood, uh, the animated uh, cart, you know, animated movie. Um, I remember I've watched this probably about two or three times now. Uh, it is, it is one of my favorite ones. It's, um, it's better than Batman Ninja. I can tell you that. I uh, was not a big fan of that one, but um, you know. You have Jason Todd in here and him coming back as the Red Hood and and Batman trying to figure it out. And, you know, it's this little bit of this origin story of the Red Hood that's in here. And he's just a really cool character, you know. I mean, in the comics, he's got the outlaws and, and stuff like that now. And that's another character I got to really catch up on. But... The whole, even going back to Robin and its mythos, I mean, look how many different Robins there are. And if you really look at them all, you'd have to you'd have to say that Jason Todd and and Dick Grayson are probably the only two that came out of being Robin into a different character that are, are probably the best two. And all the other ones just fall way far down the wayside. So I'm going to be giving... Uh, that Batman under the red hood, a watch. Um, and then, like I mentioned earlier in this episode, um, I should be getting my comic order at some point this week. They said between the Wednesday, the first and the third of, uh, April. So it should be here either this week or early next week. Uh, I did order them all about a week, just over a week ago. And I know it's not essential. Um, and, you know, things are delayed because of the situation we're in. Um, but nonetheless, I'm looking forward to finally getting the rest of those issues and reading Safe Sex number one through seven. So I'd like to probably discuss that as well in the next episode, um, give you my full thoughts on that seven issue run. Uh, I do believe I have Undiscovered Country in there as well. So. Uh, I'm gonna try to try to do some more comic book, you know, reviews because so far I've just been talking about just relative events and and things like that, and I want to kind of get away from everything and that's going on in the world today, and, and just get your mind off of what's going on, to, to just you know, um, plunge into all these these great comics and and movies. But let me know what you guys. Um, I mean. If there's any suggestions, I'm still trying to set all this up with the podcasting, get in touch with me and everything. And I know I'm low in the totem pole of, of viewership 
and and awareness out there with when it comes to this podcast. But if there is things that I can get my hands on or movies, books, uh, and whatnot, uh, just let me know. Um, and I also started, I finished the Norse mythology book um, by Neil Gaiman. Um, quite different, uh, even with Ragnarok and all that stuff. Uh, as far as that book goes, compared to like the the three Thor movie arcs, uh, I guess you can kind of say his you know other roles in the Avengers movies as well. Um, it's it was quite different how you know more expansive Neil Gaiman's book on Norse mythology was. Um, I yeah I didn't know much going into it, so it was nice to know that there was a bigger. Uh, universe to what you know marvel incorporated even though they did incorporate quite a bit uh, especially into ragnarok when they really got into ragnarok that was really quite expanded into uh you know thor's um you know history uh as far as norse mythology goes but uh after finishing that i started uh, a book called the passage by justin cronin um Epic bestseller, um, and even Stephen King gave it some appraise. It's a book that I was very interested in in reading. Um, the chapters in here are extremely long. It is a very, very thick book with close to a thousand pages uh, in it. Uh, each chapter is probably anywhere between twenty and thirty pages. Um, but if you're looking for a book that has some sci-fi, uh, elements to it with a little bit of mystery and thriller mixed in, definitely give it a read. It's called the passage by Justin Cronin. Um, you know, when this would be a good time to read a thick, big book like that, if there is any time, uh, I still got to read the, um, some of the game of Thrones books. So, uh, as, as I get a little bit more free time, I'll be able to sit down and read those things. Um, but that will do it for today's episode. And yeah, I'll come, I'll try to get more on a weekly basis uh, with these episodes and not keep them too far, you know, spaced apart. But, you know, any feedback, it's good feedback. And if there's anything that you guys want to discuss, any questions I can answer, uh, just get in touch. I'll start, I'll, really try to get all that stuff set up as far as like Twitters and, you know, Instagrams and things like that. Cause I like to share some of the, you know, books and collectibles and other things that I'm getting, um, that we can, you know, I can discuss or we can discuss and I can talk about and answer any questions and, you know, anything like that. So take it easy guys, stay safe and I will see you next time.